<laughs> so happy, happy day of the seafarer. <laughs> That's d- uh, because I might have. That's day of the seafarer, boy. Uh, happy day of the seafarer. As we record this, um, day of the seafarer, twenty twenty three highlights role in protection of oceans. This is from the International Maritime Organization. Um, International Maritime Organization. Interestingly, um, uh, headquartered in a building in London and not on the sea. I find that to be Come slightly on, suspect. Man. Yeah, you I need to like, be like in a galleon or something sailing around the ocean, right. you know? You need to practice what you preach, you know? That's all <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. Come on. But I, you know what? I got to hand it to whoever's running time.is and who's picking what day they highlight. Clap like, for that, you stupid bastard. That's, that's just The thing is, and you might be the only one who gets this, is that I saw Day of the Seafarer, and that is the exact same cadence as Sign of the Beef Carver. <laughs> yeah you yeah, know yeah. sign up a beef carver <laughs> um speaking speaking of beef carver um yeah uh this is this is probably gonna be another short episode because i was on vacation all this week so i wasn't looking at twitter or anything um and i was mentally on vacation as well yeah so. i went i went to um and i have to say this correctly because i learned lancaster pennsylvania not lancaster 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 yeah lancaster um, is actually uh in the high desert it's a it's a city it's here. it's interesting because they would say like lancaster for the city but then sometimes they would say lancaster county for the county <laughs> and i'm like st- okay like listen um <laughs> this is this is the sort of uh ridiculousness that people fled england to get away from it right. now you're doing it here exactly we shouldn't yeah. have this lancaster here. Um, which is uh, the 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 uh, center of Amish country in Pennsylvania. Also, some great town names around Lancaster, like Intercourse, Pennsylvania, which we did go to. Mm. Um, Fertility, Pennsylvania. Did you go? Did you go to Intercourse? We did. There's a there's, With your there's family. A, there's like a shopping mall in Intercourse <laughs> called Kitchen Kettle Village, which is very good. But it's yeah. Um, I just think it's funny. Let that me tell intercourse, you the way I do intercourse. It is a kitchen kettle, kettle village. You know, it's, I just think it's funny that intercourse, Pennsylvania and fertility, Pennsylvania are within like a couple miles of each other. I think that's pretty good. A- ain't it? Ain't it always like that? Um, also, bird in hand, um, Pennsylvania. <laughs> that's a good one. There's a bank in bird in hand, which is probably the only bank in the world that has a drive through designed for horse and buggy usage. Sick. Yeah. Because that's a, like a bank that specifically caters to the Amish folks out there. So, yeah. Nice. Did nice. some fun stuff. Um, I got to ride a scooter for a scooter tour. And by scooter, I mean like a Vespa, not like a Segway. Um, like a proper scooter. It was a 50cc Honda Metropolitan. It was great. It's great fun. I'm scooter-pilled now. I've been thinking about getting my motorcycle license so that I can buy a scooter. And I'm like pretty set on it now. Because it just... It's a yeah. lot of fun. I it's wish I could still enjoy scooters, but uh, uh, longtime listeners and friends will know me. Me and scooters have parted ways after I nearly died. So oh. I, I get like Rip. intense uh, <laughs> PTSD, crazy. I like lose my shit when no. I'm like just randomly. Like I'll be on a scooter, I'll be like, yeah, this is fun, and then all of a sudden I'm just like having a breakdown. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. So I don't ride scooters anymore. And then we, uh, one day we were there, we took the, uh, Amtrak from, from Lancaster down to DC, um, with a transfer to Philly, which is electric trains all the way and very good. And the sort of thing that we should have more of in this country. Cause it took like 
It took like four hours to get there, which is slightly longer than driving, but there was like an hour and a half layover in Philadelphia because of the train schedules. Um, which is fine because like people have to have lunch and shit. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, we had to have breakfast in our case. Um, yeah. But like total time on the train was like three hours, which is about as long as it takes to drive from Lancaster to D.C. Except and also the, you don't have to drive. You can like actually we don't have to drive. We don't have to trip. deal with D.C. traffic at nine in the morning. And especially we didn't have to deal with parking in D.C. We just uh, the train spat us out at Union Station just north of the Capitol. And we uh, walked down the National Mall to uh you know all the the stuff there down to the lincoln memorial and then we um talking about and then we got nando's for lunch so you know pretty you good. have a cheeky nando's oh we did we did also ride um scooters in dc too that like bird lime scooters um to get mm. around which i'm also reminded are very fun even if they are sort of a menace to society um, to me a bird scooter is when i look at it it feels the same to me as when I look at one of those one piece molded plastic chairs that people have <laughs> just that, that's with just a smug danger. Aura. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> staying away from that. <laughs> Don't even want to think about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of things that break down, mm-hmm. um, you're, you heard about, <laughs> you heard about that submersible, uh, submersible. I yeah, I should, I should, um, change our, cause it's technically a submersible. I had it in here, a submarine. There's a difference. Apparently I've learned. Yeah. Um, it's stealing valor. If you call it a submarine, right. Know? A submarine is, is, a, is like a, a, a self, um, supporting ship that can go underwater. Whereas a submersible is launched and recovered from a mat, like a, a, a host ship or whatever, a mothership. I don't know what to call it. Uh, yeah i think it's literally a mothership yeah um yeah so yeah some rich doofus built a submersible out of what may have been rumored to was rumored to be expired carbon fiber from boeing that was no longer up to their standards to be used on planes Um, which remind me again planes are in the air and not under Plane, immense pressure from water, correct? Planes are in I'm, the I'm, air, and they generally yeah. have to deal with actually less air pressure than we have here right. at the surface level, right. rather than <laughs> rather than vastly more. <clears throat> um, so yeah, so he he built a submersible out of carbon fiber. Um, didn't build it in a spherical shape, which is the strongest shape for pressure 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 vessels, because um, he needed space in there. You know, yeah, built for it in all a, the billionaires, um, sort of cylindrical shape, um, with spherical ends, and then yeah, built it out of carbon fiber, a material that uh, is uh, prone to sort of shattering catastrophically in its failure mm-hmm. state. It doesn't really like stretch; it just sort of cracks and buckles immediately. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, is is not a material that is often used for this kind of work going it's, down to, to 5,000 PSI. It's like, it like the particle board to like actual like a like laminated board. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. Mm-hmm. It, it's it doesn't have long strands. It's like little little strands and of course like if it if it fails it's gonna like. It's like building a boat out up. of OSB board. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, it's just gonna swell up and sort of fall apart. Um Although in this case, it just was crushed under immense pressure. Um, 
I don't know. It's wild. Yeah, I, I keep finding I, pictures. That one of the jokes, of course, was that they used a um a Logitech controller to steer it. Um, and mm-hmm. what I didn't realize, everyone was pointing out a wireless control, and I was like, surely they didn't use a wireless controller. But no, there are photos of it, and they used a wireless controller. To I was like, you would at wrong? least use a wired one, right? I mean, <laughs> like, what if the battery dies? <laughs> Just so. Like, the amount of stupidity that you've got to have to look over all these very obvious flaws and be like, yeah, I'll, let's do that. Th- this is this you is know? like an engineering ethics case study, you know? This is the sort of thing that you learn about in engineering ethics classes where it's like, you can design something to do this, but, like, you know, you have to really consider whether the thing you're building is going to kill people. Um and then not do it if it is. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and like, I, so, so I don't know about you, but I, I've, you know, been posting, there's just the memes and the jokes and everything have just been tremendous. And I literally had people upset with me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, uh, it's not, it's not, it's not fun to, it's not good to, to mock, you know, people died and death is serious. And I'm like, people like what first like, people die every day. What yeah. I, these, these people are not people to mourn. I don't, I don't get it, man. Yeah. Like it was all a have, bunch of rich people. Um, and I don't like feel if you that extend so much empathy to pieces of shit like this, then you can extend that empathy to people who are deserving of it, who you just don't want to think about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, ob- the obvious case was all the refugees that that drowned and died, you know, trying trying to get to some some asylum like and there's just so many cases of that that we just don't want to think about um, and don't want to consider. But if you like take the time out of your day to thoughtfully <laughs> express empathy toward pieces of shit who could have helped any number of people with all the money they wasted on this dumb venture. Then like, I don't know what to tell you. Your, your priorities are just backwards. Mm-hmm. I think most people listening to the show are uh, in agreement. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're preaching right. to the choir, but it just astounds me. The, the level of just thoughtlessness that people go throughout their day with. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also, you know, a lot of people are disparaging the guy who built the submarine, whose name is Stockton Rush, which is a wild hell of a name. (laughs) Um, They're disparaging him because he's like a a rich guy, but I am disparaging him not just because he's a rich guy, but also because he was like one of these people who um, like thought he he was like down on expertise and safety he thought he he was clever compared to everyone else like like i ha 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 i can get away with it i'm so clever in his interview with david pogue he said at some point safety just is pure waste i mean if you want to be safe don't get out of bed don't get in your car um and then you know he's just just, basically (laughs) you know lots of experts told him this thing is a giant pile of crap and it's big time extremely unsafe and he's just like you know you know you have a problem smarter than these people and it's like no ultimately you weren't um you know you know you have a problem if like david pogue is looking at you and going like i don't know man my answer is something called science like it it reminds me do you you remember the flat earth rocket guy who who built his own rocket remember and andrew remember he went to my town hall to to 
rant right. and rave about stuff. He's from yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. He died near Barstow. Yeah. Cause he built a rocket, um, a steam powered rocket and the parachute deployed early. And so it just plummeted to the ground. Um, and it's like, you know, um, once again, people who disparage expertise trying to build some extremely complicated and risky contraption and then are killed by it. That's like, you know, and it's also <clears throat> there's a reason makes, people get educated in these sorts of topics for four <laughs> and to there's an, eight years. There's an <laughs> argument for this kind of thing. Like if you're doing something that's never been done before, but these people are recreating shit that has been done for like you know yeah, we, a damn near a century now we like, know how to build submersibles and rockets yeah it's pretty, a solved problem well. yeah they're not really exploring an unexplored place but the like, way they portray they're like oh the establishment is out to stop me for my innovation i'm disrupting the industry or whatever it's like no we learned the lessons that you you are about to learn already and we're trying not to repeat <laughs> yeah. previous errors and mistakes truly incredible um, just the hubris of it all just yeah. i love it yeah <clears throat> i look forward to the ma the many and various folk songs <laughs> definitely be the good. legend lives on <laughs> what was the guy's name again uh stockton rush like stockton rush is a freaking folk ass song named like that's the, true sit 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 down and hear the tale of stockton rush like come on <laughs> yeah yeah um speaking of uh human stupidity and uh hubris oh, I the... this, this was very fun <laughs> this, this will have no consequences of any kind <laughs> the mit technology review um has come out with an article um discussing uh you know just like a little eensy weensy teensy small problem with ai um because turns out uh you have to use people to train the ais right yeah um so so essentially what that comes down to is <clears throat> you you got to give the 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 large language model the machine learning thing some sort of amount of like it's rules what you do, for it to work off of. Whenever you do a captcha and it's like select all the images that have motorcycles, you're training an AI. You're you're training Google's AI because right. it doesn't so, know what a motorcycle is unless you tell it. Right. So and, you and have to tell it these pictures of, contain motorcycles and these pictures don't, and then it tries to figure out on its own what's different. Like, what in is those it pictures. about those pictures? What's the common element? Yeah. Yeah. So let's just read from this article. Many companies pay gig workers on platforms, platforms like Mechanical Turk to complete tasks that are typically hard to automate, such as solving captures, labeling data and annotating text. This data is then fed into AI models to train them. The workers are poorly paid and often expected to completely to complete lots of tasks very quickly. Um so yeah, like, I kind of think right? a, a, a plank of any a president's platform th that I'd want to vote for would be like outlawing mechanical Turk, like just banning yeah. it because that would have yeah. an immense impact on, um, you know, the development of AIs, but also the well-being the of all too, of these people, people talk who about get paid literally like five cents per task or whatever. It, it's like when people talk about socialism or communism, they say like, well, what would people do? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can't just like give people a living for doing nothing. Like, imagine if your job was to train AIs, was to train these things and you are, you're just like a data sorter and you're paid a fair wage. Your hours are not, you know, extreme. 
you develop an expertise and you do a good job and it really, you know, impacts the quality of our data. You know, that I, like people just like aren't thinking <clears throat> continuing in the article. A team of researchers from the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology hired 44 people on the gig work platform Amazon Mechanical Turk to summarize 16 extracts from medical research papers. Then they analyzed their responses using an AI model they'd trained themselves that looks for telltale signs of chat GPT output, such as lack of variety and choice of words. They also extracted the workers' keystrokes in a bid to work out whether they'd copied and pasted their answers in an indicator that they'd generated their responses elsewhere. They estimated that somewhere between 33 and 46% of the workers had used AI models like OpenAI's ChatGPT. <laughs> mm, yeah. Just like... That's great. <laughs> Just train the AI on other AIs. There's no way that error could build up in the system that way. Yeah. No, recursion doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh, you know, it surely can't cause any problems. Um, it's like building a mold out of a mold that was built out of a mold built out of a mold. <laughs> like, right. yeah. you're going to... It's going to break down. <clears throat> they said, I don't... Th now, this is the this is the best part. Because there's this expert that they got on this that says, and he said, uh, I don't think everything will change or will collapse, but I think the AI community will have to investigate closely which tasks are most prone to being automated and work on ways to prevent this. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to do that. That's literally the point of their work is to automate yeah, the sort of things that are currently, you know, <laughs> being yeah. uh, fed back into the system. Yeah. They've like created they've created a, a bad feedback loop here and yeah, there's not really a way to, to stop it. My, yeah. My commentary on this is that the Holy church of artificial intelligence is truly full of the most naive doofuses we've ever seen in the world, in the history of the world. And like, they're like ghost hunters searching for a voice in the static. They only find it because they've deluded themselves so hard. Do you know what I mean? Like they're so, they so believe that this is magic and yeah. it, it's just like, it's not. This is evidence that it's when it comes down to it, it's just cheap or unpaid labor that's bad. Well, it's so even the better is be their bad. solution for how to prevent this stuff from being automated is that they're just going to like turn around and put it back into Mechanical Turk and be like, review these things. And if they're automated, reject them. <laughs> and like, they're right. just going to keep causing this problem for themselves. There's just like no way out of this that doesn't get back to the like, you know, at least the, we don't really have to worry about an, uh, like a super intelligent AI taking control of all nukes because it's not going to instead. It's yeah, just it's, going to think that a stop sign is like any uh, flat red surface. Yeah. Know? And that's my that's my only fear about AI is not AI itself. It's that people will begin to assume that it that it is godlike, that it is that it is actually intelligent, that it does have consciousness yeah, it's and like then treat it like it does in, in inanimate things, you know? Yeah. It's, it's that human tendency and that will make people do a bunch of really dumb shit, uh, that will lead to catastrophe. I do. That's, wanna, that's my worry. I do want to know. I found a book here, um, entitled mm. work from home, Amazon book Two: ten thousand $10,000 per month from Amazon five ways, Amazon affiliate work from home on Amazon, joining mechanical Turk, Amazon handmade, Amazon merch, by Serge Chapter, which is definitely not a fake author name. <laughs> <laughs> Serge Chapter is uh, I'm going to change my my Twitter profile to Serge Chapter. <laughs> Serge Chapter. <laughs> uh, hello, I'm Serge Chapter. Yeah.
I don't I don't think there's a way that you can make even close to a thousand dollars a month on Mechanical Turk, no. much less ten thousand. But uh, you know, buy the book. So <laughs> So that guy can make his thousand dollars a month. Yeah. There's it's a there's a, a couple of these books, how to make money online with Amazon Mechanical Turk. It's I like, mean the whole industry is being floated the same way that like the gold rush was long after the gold went away. Because it's just all the people making money selling the selling the pickaxes, selling the pans, selling the hats. You know what I mean? Like it, it's it's an industry has sprung up around this that its incentive is to continue to promote the idea uh, that this is something that it's really not. So hopefully, like that stuff, there is some sort of crash and people realize, like uh, you know, yeah. um, but I don't know. It's just like. It's all it's all fairly silly and uh I feel I feel so justified because everyone trying to tell me this is the the biggest thing I'm just kind of went I don't know I don't know so once again Aaron correct <laughs> not, not like not to essentialize but I'm correct <laughs> I'm making an intellectual point <laughs> Exactly exactly um we have uh, as our next item I found out about this um I don't even know what you call this, like wellness spa kind of thing in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, in t- called Bathhouse. Well, it's called Bathhouse. It it's not called the Bathhouse. It's just called Bathhouse. It's just called Bathhouse. This, bath this um, is like some season one. I have no idea what I'm doing. Shit, where like I'm so mad at removing articles from everything. It's the most pretentious, yeah. stupid, uh, annoying thing, and I hate it so much. What What is Bathhouse? You ask, great question. Let me read the copy from the website. Bathhouse is a home for people who strive to look, feel, and perform their very best. An oasis to be fundamentally human. Located in a converted factory in the heart of Williamsburg with a sleek and modern interior, Bathhouse focuses on highly functional modalities. <laughs> Which I think you know it's what? fair to say we, be- we also focus on highly functional modalities here here at the podcast. Um, I just look at this and I go, I'm in the mood for some water. <laughs> you could take that to the bank. Um, I want water to splash around in. We incorporate ancient <laughs> wisdom with the best of contemporary recovery practices and a socially engaging environment. So what this is, is it's basically like water. Russian through here. <laughs> Sorry. This is this is a sauna steam room. <laughs> hot tub and uh massage uh, parlor like that's been like super duper gentrified Um, yeah it's all exposed brick and tile and stuff yeah um but they made trouble for themselves this week because they posted on their instagram a video about how they use bitcoin to heat their pools um (laughs) wait they they use bit they use oh. bitcoin here we go <laughs> so they actually have they actually have uh, articles in their f- um frequently asked questions about bitcoin mining it says do you mine bitcoin how does it work is it yep it's true we started mining bitcoin in 2022 as a pilot project to test out on a small scale heating a couple of pools uh the solution would be scalable to anybody needing hot water whether that was for heating pools domestic hot water or building heating applications such as radiant flooring we purchase off the shelf asics we remove the fans and convert them for immersion cooling because they typically come designed to run air-cooled. Then the ASICs are immersed in a tank filled with dielectric fluid with a pump and a heat exchanger on the tank. Instead of using electricity for an electric pool heater, we use electricity to run the miners. The vast majority of the electricity used for the computing power is converted into heat as a byproduct of the ASICs. The heat is dispersed and then run through heat exchangers, which then heats up uh, the pools. Um, now, why is it so wet? 
I'm uh, sort of fascinated by the fact that they decided to get into Bitcoin mining in 2022, like after it had crashed. Like they're like, now's a great time to get it. Also, like, congratulations, you've invented probably the least efficient heating system known to man. Yeah, but they they portray it as actually quite efficient because they say they get to use the electricity, quote unquote, twice in a certain sense, once to mine Bitcoin and a second time to heat our pools. Um, but I feel like it would almost certainly be more efficient to just heat the pool directly. Like it's got to use less electricity to just run a pool here, you know, because right, ultimately but- what the Bitcoin miner is, is a really inefficient. Well, it's actually a pretty efficient heater, but you're still losing it, rather than using all of the electricity to heat the pool. You are using like 80% of the electricity to heat the pool and 20% of it to like mine three cents worth of Bitcoin. That's what's crazy is you're there. They've got to be paying more for the electricity than the yeah. value of the Bitcoin. Well, they probably generated. spent thousands of dollars on the hardware for it, too, because you can't just like mine Bitcoin on a GPU these days and, and have a, a decent return. You have to buy specialized hardware for it. So I don't what do you, I don't, what do, you do with the Bitcoin you mine? The mining equipment is wholly owned by Bathhouse, just like all of our other equipment. When we receive mining proceeds, we store that Bitcoin in self-custody. We have not sold any of our Bitcoin and, and, oh, found an error. It is not our intention to do so in the future. We treasury any Bitcoin earned from mining our customer payments or customer payments into long-term savings for the company. So they don't, they don't even use it for anything. So like. There could there. It's just like whoever runs this this place. This is like putting your money in a negative interest rate. A yeah. savings account like this is so ridiculous it's like hey i have a great idea what if i increased our fixed costs <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like man. great yeah love it do that <laughs> the theme of this week is more money than cents i swear oh, yeah just incredible speaking of nonsense let's hit that for sure man vertical eh mm-hmm. what the Big hell tw- <laughs> found a really good uh tweet this this week um that comes from yesterday and it's from this fella elijah schaefer have you heard of elijah schaefer please tell me you haven't i've not no um he is an american which tells me so much of what (laughs) he's an uh, he's an american expat living in australia who has Oh, that's who's done the who's done the thing where, you know, he's picked up just enough of the Australian accent to sound like he has a speech impediment. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. So it just sounds that's, wrong. He's he's like to me, he's the new um, who's that guy who him and his brother are getting locked up for being creeps. Uh, oh, the, they were uh, like, the Tates, Andrew Tate. Yeah. 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 He's like the new funny. Tate. Yeah. <laughs> he, so. He he tweeted this uh, video. <laughs> I'm going down to the quarter with my blokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, bloody ridiculous in my Bugatti. Vis- yeah, he's... Visiting the high street shops with my blokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy, this guy is uh, pretty ridiculous. He, so he tweeted this video of a man in a uh, like a manhole. Looks like it's like a sewer or a electrical yeah, sort of this. access mm-hmm. and it's got like some sort of water bug cockroach palmetto yeah, bug a, thing not a pleasant situation climbing yeah. all over it's pretty gross um and and his his caption on this is attention feminists sorry i need to read this in the the minion death cult voice because like 
<laughs> ATTENTION all FEMINISTS! It's all in all caps. Why aren't you fighting for equality in this profession? Oh, 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 oh <laughs> shit. Did, who says they're he's, not? He's got them. Yeah. yeah. Also, um, is he fighting to do this work? Um, pretty sure he's just doing the right wing grifter stuff yeah, of uh, right. hosting a really bad television program on the Internet. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's funny in and of itself. Um, but then there's this reply and the whole thread and is is mm. just incredible. You really need to click through on this one, Andrew, to see it in context. But Undo, yeah, mm-hmm. this this account, uh, sapi sapiential sage. So like Homo sapien sapiential sage mm-hmm. says <laughs> the world without men devoid of their courageous spirit would spiral into disarray. Men, warriors of freedom fight it. Wait, you know what? I just realized something, Andrew. I've got to I've got to use something I haven't used in a long time while I'm reading this tweet. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> I know what you're the about world to do. without men. Devoid of their courageous spirit, would spiral into disarray. Men, warriors of freedom, fight in wars while their hands cleanse the filth from the sewers. They construct and build self-driven by sense of purpose. Real men protect their families and... Oh, it goes on so far. Okay, uh, protect their families and love their wives, forming the bedrock of society. Without men, the world would crumble, for their absence would halt the creation of these remarkable beings who embody greatness. If you like this quote and would like to see more, please follow, like, and share. (laughs) Have an enlightened day. Brain emoji, light bulb emoji. That's not a quote. That's just some nonsense you wrote. Now, now, it's also, a quote from you. <laughs> it's a quote from him. This is no. like John John Payne, Thomas Payne doing his his pamphlets. Man, mm-hmm. this is this is just modern day. Uh, he's going to lead to revolution. Now, what picture, Andrew, did he attach? Okay, to this. So you I clocked this. I clocked this immediately. Did you? Did you also clock this immediately? Yeah. <laughs> the, the image for this tweet that is posted under it, which is of like an atlas holding up the world thing, is in fact a crop of the box art for Sid Meier Civilization Six. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, I feel like yeah. that just totally like if you know that that's what that is—that it's just the box art for Civ Six—it just completely undermines any sort of semblance of point at the point, you know, it's just like, Oh my God. <laughs> somebody, somebody co- commented on that, uh, at S T E underscore A F R. Steven said, that's the fucking box from Sid. Sid <laughs> and then this guy, oh my this God. dork responds in, Oh wait, he responds. Immediate oh, sorry, violation of Houston's law. <laughs> he responds with, Incorporating an image within the statement does not fundamentally invalidate its veracity. Rather, the visual depiction of Atlas serves as a metaphorical embellishment, infusing the statement with a vibrant and imaginative flair. The core argument remains resolute and unaltered. Do you insinuate that my intention was to employ the image as a means of substantiating the literal existence of man shouldering the entirety of the world? Surely such an interpretation would be misapprehension of my intent. Blah blah blah. <laughs> this guy, this guy sounds like an AI dude. We do not care. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> and and he's just like everyone's just describing, just replying to him. Cringe. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, name one war started by women. <laughs> 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 what is it men are protecting their wives from? Oh, so that was that was a real. I, you know, I might start following Sapiential Sage. It might get me back on Twitter. Yeah, because if it's all that good, man, they have an image <laughs> that they just keep replying to people with, which is um, uh, it says Sapiential Sage's daily stimulation. Quote: When the debate <laughs> is lost, slander becomes the tool of the loser. Quote: Socrates, Greek philosopher, and they just sort of post that whenever anyone calls them cringe. It's like cool. Daily, daily, uh, daily stimulation. When it comes to the seduction of women. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, that's right. Also, also popping off on Twitter today, which is Sunday was when we were recording. Oh, you got this too. Yes. Very good. Oh, you already put it in here. I, I, I had it in here, but yeah. Okay. Uh, you might want to bring the one tweet that I had up. (laughs) Okay. So, um, famous, famous Lance, Lance Armstrong. What was he famous for again? Uh, cheating. Um, a lot. Cheating. Right. Ru- do, doing the tour de France, uh, getting testicular cancer, cheating doping, on Cheryl doping Crow. Doping so much that he got testicular cancer. <laughs> guy, guy poisoned his nuts. No. Um, but, but for cheating in a, in a French bike race, mm-hmm. which is cool. So and he's, he's. he's He's just asking yeah. the questions, you know, um, he's doing he's doing the grift that all people that everyone's forgot about and doesn't like anymore are doing right now, which is becoming the just asking questions guy mm-hmm. doing like a little TV show that no one will watch where he just asks questions. Um, and he he so he posted a link to that video and then kind of like gave this summary he said of all the controversial and polarizing subjects out there today i'm not sure there is any as heated as the topic of trans athletes in sport is there not a world in which one can be supportive of transgender community and curious about the fairness of trans athletes in sport yet not be labeled a transphobe or a bigot as we ask questions he literally says we're asking questions yeah. do do we yet know the answer and do we even want to know the answer answer yeah um obviously this is silly um it's funny because the first tweet in this thread actually says it's um he's sort of because it's a tweet thread of course you have to do tweet threads these days so he's sort of laying it out he says if we really come to a time and place where spirited debate is not only frowned upon but feared where people's greatest concern is being fired shamed or canceled as someone all too familiar with this phenomenon (laughs) i feel i'm uniquely positioned to have these conversations for for giving Uh, himself the whole the super soldier serum (laughs) and this is this is one of the few places where twitter's like context notes are very good because someone has put armstrong was not canceled after lying on oath and misleading official doping investigations for 13 years he publicly confessed to using performance enhancing drugs in 2013 so yes yeah i was i was canceled simply for um you know uh illegally doping over a period of uh more than a decade and lying about it um (laughs) cheating in sports They, they canceled me for that i did everything right and they indicted me um, what a joker. The best uh, quote treat I saw in response to this was um, from Colby Gordon who says, thank you, Lance Armstrong. It would be terrible if anyone used hormones to give themselves an unfair advantage in sports. <laughs> yeah, Mike Mike Drucker had a good one. If Lance Armstrong actually believed people are pretending to be trans to cheat at sports, he would have already tried it. That's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just, he's just mad true. at a perceived yeah. advantage he didn't take. Um, 
what's what's cool too there's this really good thread here i won't go through the whole thing but you know if you can look in the show notes um it's from assigned media evan urquart and and they say uh you know something that's important about this discourse is that like everyone's everyone's saying that the 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 reason you know he he somehow his perceived qualifications to talk on this subject are that he was in sports um and that the answer to that is like well you have a history of cheating but the underlying thing is really that he's a cis man that's the that's the assumed um authority that that comes comes with this kind of commentary which is something that we should really question right like so like just because you identify or you see yourself as a cisgender person then you get to discuss this kind of thing and we have to listen to it mm-hmm. like he, he uh let me there's a really good quote here um the authority Armstrong is relying on the thing that gives him the standing to lead the conversation is that he's cisgender. He's not even arguing it. It's assumed he has the mantle of authority. His cheating is irrelevant. His cisgender identity is his authority. If he was a cisgender athlete who wasn't a notorious multiple cheater who disgraced in sport, his authority as a cisgender person would go unquestioned. I'm sure wouldn't waste my time writing a thread about it because I'd assume no one but other trans people would listen. But because he left cycling in disgrace because he was a cheater and he is specifically claiming his right as a cis person to decide questions of sports fairness, there is little room to say, no, wait a minute. The fucking guy doesn't get away in on sports fairness. The actual question around transgender participation in athletics really are complex. Every trans person I know acknowledges that and always has. Certainly I do every time this comes up. Like, it, it, why does he get to be the, be the one to talk about it? You know what I mean? It's like a really relevant question. It's it's funny because I don't think that he like this is not going well for him. No, he <laughs> I, is getting I expected, roasted. I expect that this tweet may get deleted before we post the episode, like this tweet thread, because he's getting absolutely roasted. Because not even his you know argument from. Uh, you know a place of like oh well i you know i just sort of naturally have the authority here no (laughs) no No. one literally no one asked you lance and no one wants to hear your opinion on this at all and i'm glad that's reaction that's the reaction that's the way we need to react to all these people i don't even think because there's so many quote tweets on this already i don't even think the transphobes wanted lance to speak up about this i don't i i really don't think any of them are going to be like yeah uh speak on it lance you know like (laughs) do do you really want the guy who's like the poster child for doping and cheating and you know uh all of that like on your side on this thing who who grifts the grifters situation right yeah it's just grifters all the way down. And then they're like, well, hold on, hold on a minute. Like I, I got to do this grift. I was on the ground floor. You don't get to do this. You're, you're making, you're ruining the grift for the rest of us, which is just beautiful to me. Um, just seeing this, like I've just had a thought recently that's been going through my head and I'll probably talk about a little bit more. Um, I've got like a TikTok I want to do about this, but like, this isn't normal people behavior, right? The people who are obsessed with queer and trans people are actually like weird and off putting. Um, and they know that they're losing social capital. So like, they're just like lashing out. Yeah. Like, you well, know, it and doesn't in Lance's make case, especially this is an extremely desperate bid for relevance because yeah. he's not been yeah. relevant since 2013 or wherever, whenever he, his whole thing fell apart. Right. So now but he I sees that the trans panic has become this giant, uh-huh thing and he's like hey i wonder if i can like reinvent myself 
you know, uh, and I think an like no. it's very it's very obvious in the case of Lance Armstrong, but I think we need to apply the same sense of like bewilderment like who and, the hell like, are you what the to, fuck yeah, are you talking about like who about? the fuck are you to everyone <laughs> who who does any of this kind of thing because like most normal people are not like this even people who are otherwise socially conservative like aren't like this they're not obsessing over the genitals of people they're not obsessing over yeah. testing genetics to determine sex and in, in sports like most people are just kind of like i don't know why are you why are you obsessed with this like it's weird and those people yeah. should be treated like that way and socially ostracized i think that is like a very useful tactic that's why we're gonna continue doing it here on the no idea show (laughs) right Um, i mean my my mom and i I know (laughs) she's listening but you know she's like a normal person (laughs) she lives in the suburbs or whatever but like yeah she knows a trans person because there's one that works at the vet and like you know it's fine There's yeah, no, there's nothing different about them. It's just that she had to learn their new name one day, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's literally like, like, what is the big deal? Like she, you know, I think she would say, like, what's the big? De- why does any of this matter? Why do you care? Um, yeah. You know, it doesn't it doesn't make a difference to you or your life. Um, you know, why would anyone care this much about this is just that's what I struggle with. I think. <laughs> Who yeah. Cares? And I think that's, it's good. It's good because it mean like, it means like, well, you know, these people are, uh, I don't, I don't, I I'm starting to get the feeling they're fighting a losing battle and that makes me happy. Yeah. It's not taking know, my guard down or anything, but like, it's a you know, issue. yeah. <laughs> Nowadays, uh, you just, you just got to laugh at these people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Speaking of people to laugh at, geez. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the Supreme Court has has latterly been under scrutiny. Um, mostly, it was Clarence Thomas lately, but then I guess ProPublica was doing some sniffing around into <laughs> Alito. Alito said, "Tag me in, bro." Right. <laughs> Uh, they they caught wind of like him going on a trip with someone from the Federalist Society, one of the Federalist Society's big funders, and so they asked him about it, and he tried to do an end run around it by putting out an op ed before the ProPublica article come came out being like um yeah. you know it's rude and against decorum to try and like you know um hold me accountable in any do, sort of doing way doing journalism on the, right. the the bad things i do is to me a vile act yeah <laughs> and then the and then the and then the wall street journal's uh, op-ed board even came out and referred to ProPublica's fishing expedition for samuel <laughs> alito and it's like i'm sorry yeah, some some places still do journalism wall street journal i don't know if you yeah it's just called jur- like. when you when you go to see if uh a uh sitting supreme court justice has been unduly influenced by anyone that's just journalism and that's called holding people in power accountable pro, which is pro, not a thing listen, that happens very much anymore but you know pro pro publica is out here actually investigating things talking to people it's, doing the work because of woke and you know if you understand this but that's how evil this stuff is it's it's orwellian is what it is <laughs> it's totally Orwellian, and i'm sick of it and you know what to wit alito 
his life is really pathetic because you yeah. know what I mean? Like the stuff these people are doing is not cool. Even do you know what I mean? Like, right. They're not doing Coke orgies. They're like going on fishing trips Possibly, with a bunch of other boring white guys. Yeah. The, the only cool thing. So they went on a fishing trip to Alaska, which is like a normal ass thing for an old yeah. white guy to do. Uh, the only cool part about that is that they apparently use glacier ice to make some cocktails and like, okay, fair enough. You know, that's kind of neat and a little bit like dancing on the grave, like in a climate sort of way. But yeah, like, but still it's, it's sort of remarkable how easy it apparently is to influence these people that you just have to like pay a couple grand to fly them out to do fly fishing in like, you know, catch a can thing, or like whatever. Money and power do not, they almost have an inverse relationship with taste. It seems. Yeah. It's really incredible. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so the Supreme court must be destroyed. The only thing that I think is interesting is, um, did you know that Neil Gorsuch is like a huge defender of native American rights, like sovereign sovereignty and rights. See, it's yeah, very it's, strange. It's very weird. And I don't understand because it doesn't, it doesn't mesh with like literally anything else. <laughs> you know, it, it seems I very think, inconsistent with the rest I of his think opinions. Like but Neil Gorsuch has the similar brain worms that I had when I was still conservative where like I was so hyper focused on a couple issues and in a legalistic way that I couldn't see the bigger picture. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like, I'd still remember the time when I realized like, oh, nobody in this movement believes any of the same thing as me. I just like got distracted by a couple of these things, which are really just legalistic. Like the, the broader scope of all this is like really like anti-human and very bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I like what this happens, tweet. He, yeah. This tweet from Felix Beerman says Gorsuch normally it is completely within an employer's right to castrate any employee Gorsuch on reservation law. I am issuing this ruling from Piscataway land. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Many such cases you just see it's like he, he just keeps coming out with them and it's, it's amazing. It's very weird. You know, like it's one of those things where I'm like, you know what? I'll take it, I guess. If that's, you yeah. know, this is the hand you know we are what? being dealt to win so. you know beggars can't be choosers uh, yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, that's what it comes down to so i'll take it uh, next <laughs> now we the have... next the next thing you have it just is like the title of the show note article here is ladies comma so i'm very yeah. interested this is uh this is uh, a typical like trad advice which we love so this is ladies if you're in a relationship, you need to be actively working on making your man healthier in every way. This means, and this is a big list, okay? No more seed oils, no sunscreen, no sunglasses, no microplastics, natural remedies only. If he vapes, just no. Trashes AirPods, trashes fluoride toothpaste, trashes <laughs> aluminum deodorant, only organic produce, get him blue light blockers, cook him steak and burgers, never let his phone touch his balls. Replace his lotion with beef tallow. Get him taking magnesium because he's probably deficient. Add minerals and electrolytes to his water. And 100% cotton underwear only. I love I like add, add minerals and electrolytes to his water. Serve him Brondo. It's what plants crave. And so does your man. My favorite one in here is never let his phone touch his balls. Never let his phone touch you, his Andrew? balls. I don't know about you, Andrew. How often does your phone touch your balls? Because for me, oh, it's listen. literally never. <laughs> Fortunately I, or unfortunately, uh, it's all the time. 
Wait, li- listen. Now more than ever, my phone is just constantly. Is 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 it like a is it like a um like a situation I'm, to to keep it in place? Is it a I don't want to dig too deep here, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, you know, like uh, I could put it in the pocket of my shorts or whatever, but instead I just, I just open up the waistband and put it right down in there, you know, like in a Peter Sodian <laughs> sense. Oh my God. <laughs> in, a, in a kingly manner. <laughs> Andrew, I'm not going to, I don't, I don't know what to say, but I really believed you for a while here. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> am I learning some terrible thing? Like, no, I listen, I, agree with robert f kennedy jr when he said that wi-fi opens your blood brain barrier because we know that that's a thing obviously definitely that's that's, true. that's how waves work yep. read the books mm-hmm. read the manuals um <laughs> and so i keep my phone um well i'm like that lady on tiktok who only uses her phone plugged into a uh lightning to ethernet adapter <laughs> So that she doesn't have to use the radio on it. Oh man! <laughs> I like wait to till be she wired learns about in. like <laughs> wait till she learns about shielding on wires. She'll yeah. she'll love that. That'll yeah, be I'm gonna really be like, great. Uh, if that's not Cat Seven, like bad news for you. <laughs> pangs. I haven't used this one in a long time, but I really feel like that's like a pangs. Just mm. you know, pang. Yeah. That's not funny. <laughs> Crashes AirPods. Uh, get him Bose <laughs> Quiet Comfort Twos instead. Get, They're higher quality. Get rid of his lotion and replace it with, <laughs> with beef, beef towel. towel. <laughs> fellas, 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 who up, who up rubbing Hun, the meat with meat fat? Hun, they didn't have beef towel, so I just got you a a, a jug of Crisco instead. <laughs> I would prefer not to. You are watching a master at work. <laughs> I became worse. <laughs> um, hey, Andrew, want to do Weirdcopedia this week? Uh, yeah, 100% cotton underwear only. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, what is this? What has elastic in it? No way. Did before they invented <laughs> cotton. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Is this linen underwear? I don't think so. Get that. She think Paleolithic people were were walking around in fine Egyptian cotton? Like what? Yeah, or even like the mere presence of elastane in your in your underwear to make them stay up is like unacceptable. You know. No sunglasses because we love a blind king. You know, we stand a blind king. He should be squinting to see your beauty. What's he trying to see, huh? Right, exactly. <laughs> It'll stop him from trying to see other women. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, okay, um, Andrew, today we're learning about the Straw Hat Riot. Do you hmm. know about the Straw Hat Riot? No, is this when a bunch of Amish people got upset? No, no, but that is actually a good guess. So I think that might, is that offensive? I don't know. It Amish might be, people but won't hear this, so I feel I like it's I don't think fine. we have a lot of Amish listeners. Um, well, I think if you know, we do, they probably wouldn't admit it because they'd be, yeah, that could be bad. I mean, for maybe, them. who knows? As, as, as you've learned this week, it's a cornucopia of various degrees. That's true. A lot, of, a lot community. of the farms in Lancaster did have solar panels, and I was like, huh? Um, so yeah, I don't, there could I be think, some weird rule where they're like, oh, we're allowed to have phones, but not, not use, we can't I, use 4G. I almost admire we can use it. Wi-Fi. 
I almost admire the fact that it's a vibe more than that they have like it, some sort of strict legalistic sense. Yeah, of it. it really, like, yeah, it really is a vibe because like, it's like it's it's like oh well, we can't we don't want to use stuff that's connected with society, but we can totally use electricity if we get it from solar panels. Um, you know, yeah. so that oh, it's, it's it's more about the 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 spirit of the law than the letter of the law. Per, perhaps the weirdest thing, and I apologize for the diversion, but so they can't ride bicycles. Um, that's strange, but they can ride these things called scooters, which you can imagine as basically being, um, sort of like a razor scooter, like a kick scooter. But imagine if it had like bicycle sized wheels, like it's literally this a is, bike, is, except that you Andrew, stand on it and where, kick with your foot. This is where our age difference is really coming to light because mm. you don't know that that is a scooter. What yeah. you are describing is a scooter and i know what a scooter is because i'm old right so that that is what like a skateboard was original like you just used a skateboard to describe a scooter but a skateboard was a scooter without its arm and handles that's how the first skateboards came about yeah and inshallah that's how they will come about again if you think about it sometimes called kick bikes yeah it's literally like a bike but instead of a seat there's like a platform you stand on and then there's no pedals or gear train or anything you just kick with your foot right right they so they are (laughs) they're allowed to use those but they're not allowed to use a bicycle yeah back Um, to old time some reason the the straw hat riot of 1922 was a riot that occurred in new york city at the end of the summer as a result of unwritten rules in men's fashion at the time and Mm. a tradition of taunting people who had failed to stop wearing straw hats after autumn began. Originating as a series of minor riots, it spread due to men wearing straw hats past the unofficial date, and that was deemed socially acceptable, September 15th. It lasted eight days, leading to many arrests and some injuries. (laughs) (laughs) So... (laughs) Basically, you know, society decided that, like, you know... After September 15th, you don't wear a straw hat. It's gauche. Right. It's sort of that thing mm-hmm. about like white shoes, white socks, you know, sure, kind of a thing. Um, but you can imagine at this time, you know, they're still like in the afterglow of Victorian stuff. You know, they're 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 very concerned about these kind of things. Um, the riot itself began on September 13th, 1922, two days before the supposed unspoken date when a group of youths decided to get an early jump on the tradition. This group began in the former Mulberry Bend area of Manhattan by removing and stomping hats worn by factory workers who were employed in the area. The more innocuous stomping turned into a brawl when the youths tried to stomp a group of dock workers' hats and the dock workers fought back. (laughs) The brawl... Do not attempt to brawl with longshoremen. What are you doing? (laughs) The brawl soon stopped traffic on the Manhattan Bridge and was eventually broken up by police leading to some arrests. You picked a fight with people who literally move heavy objects for a living. What are you doing? (laughs) <laughs> Although the initial brawl was broken up by police, the fights continued to escalate oh the next evening. Gangs of teenagers prowled the streets wielding large sticks, sometimes with nails driven through the tops for hooking hats, looking for pedestrians wearing straw hats and beating those who resisted. One man claimed that his hat was taken, and the group who had taken his hat joined a mob of about a thousand that was snatching hats along Amsterdam Avenue. Several men were hospitalized from the beatings they received. 
after resisting having their hats taken, and many arrests were made, police were slow to respond to the riots, although several off-duty police officers found themselves caught up in the brawl when rioters attempted to snatch their hats. Two or three boys were accosted accosted by pedestrians who said that their straw hats had been smashed. The boys were arrested. Many of those taken to court following the arrests related to the hat snatching frenzy opted to be fined rather than serve time in jail. The longest recorded time one of the teens was sent to jail was three days served by an A. Silverman who was sentenced by Magistrate Peter A. Hatting. Magistrate oh, that's like the, You see my lawyer, you. bro? I'm going to jail. You see my magistrate, bro? I'm going to jail. His name you is literally Hatting. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is just like, you know how a lot of the shenanigans and things of the 20s are coming back, the like 1920s yeah. are coming back around? Mm-hmm. I hope I hope we see this. I hope some, well, we like, first We serve, first have to bring back straw boaters, which I'm all for. Oh. Yeah, I you know it's that's one of those situations where it's like nobody's willing to be first in the pool. Do you know what I mean? Like Oh, listen. <laughs> listen, I wore I wore my straw Panama hat yesterday when I was mowing the lawn. So Okay. You know. Okay, so maybe you are. All right. Yeah. Um <laughs> So, yeah, basically, um, there's also, and a by list the way, if other- anyone tries to smash this hat, castle doctrine does apply. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> castle doctrine applies to my straw hat. <laughs> the tradition of smashing continued for some time after the riots in t- 1924, a man was murdered for wearing a straw hat <laughs> and in 1925 also saw arrests. I, I imagine that would probably put a damper on the, 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 the trend of trying to smash the straw hats. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe don't do that. I love also the C also zoot suit riot and hard hat riot. I do want to note that, you know, due, due to uh, global warming, uh, climate change, it, I think it, it probably makes sense from like a comfort perspective to wear a straw hat, you know, potentially into like November, you know, it can Boy, be quite yeah. warm. So seasons sure are shifting around. Like yeah. it was like a couple days ago. It was, it was like 45 degrees in the morning at the tail end of June in California in the Mojave desert. It was just wild. The I, Mojave. The Mojave. <laughs> I decided to pronounce it like Yulhauser. Um, <laughs> last up, not, but, but not least today, speaking of heat and climate change, look at this. Um, I don't know if this has become a segment, but uh, I'm thinking maybe this is the volcano candidate of the week. Mm. Um, This is we're not going to say what we're going to do or how we're going to use the volcano, Mm -hmm. um, you know, but we're going to name a person. And they're the volcano candidate of the week. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to let you connect the dots about, you know, what we're, we're, we're thinking should, should happen here. Yeah. So the first thing I want to, I want to talk about is have you heard about the heat wave going on in uh, Texas? I have. Yes. We, we, we know some folks in Texas and they are, they are in it. They're um, saying it's going to get to like 110, 112 heat index. Yeah. Which is great because as we know, Texas's electric grid copes really well with temperature fluctuations and uh, the resulting uh, demand spikes from Ooh, that. Ooh, like it's going to get, yeah, it's going to get 112 in San Angelo, like that if sort of like. just, you know, oof. want something to do, you can go to ERCOT.com and look at the supply and demand graph and see how close that demand line is getting to the supply line. 
I I have been in northwest Texas, Mm -hmm. um, like like north of Dallas, near Wichita Falls, right? Knocking doors when it was, but this was like you know further along in the year, um, and it was a hundred and six heat index. Also before the globalists started heating up the planet, right? It was a hundred and six, which was like in just incredibly hot and you know yeah. it's an area of the world where not everyone has air conditioning like um there's still a lot at Which least at the time in the early 2000s yeah people um, people from europe like to make fun of americans for having air conditioning and i i honestly don't think they understand just how hot and uncomfortable it can be here they like, don't they really don't grasp yeah. it and 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 how our houses are built and designed like these are not like stone structures that were built you know (laughs) everything's made out of wood here (laughs) yeah kind of a problem (laughs) there's not insulating there's nothing to protect you there's nothing to keep it cool um like listen the other day in lancaster it was like 86 degrees with like 90 percent humidity like sweating does nothing for you in those conditions you know so what i was going to tell you is that day it was 106 it was also 99 percent uh, humidity right and there wasn't a single cloud in the sky and yeah. literally it started raining <laughs> hot water like yeah. we were in a shower but that's and, like and the sun was beating on us and it was turning into steam you can't sweat away your heat because there's nowhere for the sweat to go the there's air's no already evaporation saturated. effect yeah how else are just, you supposed to cool down without air conditioning you know yeah are you supposed it, it, to dig a hole underground like come on I really wanted to, but oh. so with that in mind, let's look at uh, what the, the the governor of Texas is up to, Greg oh, Abbott. Yeah, I'm sure he's made some sort of sensible decision in response what's to the, this. What's crisis. this article say, Andrew? Can you read Texas that for governor me? signs bill rescinding water breaks as deadly heat grip state? Hmm. Oh, that's right. So they had the. I remember this. So they've been proposing this bill. Um, I believe, or maybe yes. Um, well, so some some local municipalities, like places in Dallas and other places, have passed or proposed laws that say, "Hey, you know, workers, especially like construction workers, people out, they need to get water breaks every, you know, for ten minutes every few hours." Right. Uh, yeah. Like what is it? Austin and Dallas drink ma- water. mandated ten minute breaks for construction workers every four hours, which in my mind is nowhere near enough. Um. But it's something, and they went. Well, we can't have that. Yeah, um, they 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 passed this bill, which the people who wrote this bill call the Death Star bill, which basically um, completely destroys local control in Texas. Like it, it takes basically all of the important decisions out of the hands of municipalities and hands it back to the state. Um, and yeah, that includes, I was led to believe that conservatives cared about federalism, but I'm guessing uh, maybe they don't. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so basically, like this includes, among other things, these ordinances related to labor rights that include things like 10 minute mandatory water breaks every four hours for people who are working outside they, their bill, because basically they're upset that cities like Austin and Dallas are run by Democrats and, you know, uh, keep doing things counter to their vision of doing things so they basically you know they i don't think they can exactly disestablish the city governments entirely but they can just like render them useless um and it turns out that that has um 
unintended consequences or perhaps intended um but you know well perhaps intended consequences. consequences when you read this art this paragraph six out of every 10 construction workers in texas are latino and labor advocates say that the law will hurt latino and black communities that are already disproportionately affected by extreme heat hispanic workers made up to a third of all work worker heat deaths since 2010 according to npr slash columbia study yeah, how about this? Just days after he uh, signed the law, officials said a 35-year-old utility lineman working to restore power in Marshall, Texas, died after experiencing symptoms of heat illness. The heat index was 100 degrees while he was working. Um, so, yeah. yeah, you know. Um, you know, surely it doesn't have anything to do with this article that I'm about to paste in. Oh, I hate when it does it like this. I gotta get the markdown. Um, Surely, you know, this is... Oh, why are you doing this to me? Why? Notion is a, a great app. We love it. Well, whatever. Uh, just got, this week, yeah. too, Hispanics officially make up the biggest share of Texas population. Yeah, so, so, so Texas is now a white minority rural state. <laughs> yeah, Texas becomes a white minority rural state, and uh, uh, and and the next the next day they pass a law the that you know will just like you know kill a few uh, Latinos here here and yeah, there. Right. What what yeah. you know nothing to it. Probably it, unrelated. I, but you know, as a side effect, just to spite the libs, basically, like. Yeah, like it, they're basically their whole thing here was like, we're going to pass a bill to trigger the libs. And also it's going to kill a bunch of Latino construction workers. But that's sort of a secondary concern for us. Yeah, it's just, it's you know, it, it's hard to know how how planned out this kind of thing is. What am I doing here? I'm breaking. It gives you an idea of just how entrenched, uh, you know, or, or the sort of tactics that that republicans like this are willing to go to to entrench their power in the face of you know um let's say like unfavorable future demographics and things like that and so. you keep wondering like how, they're how they're long simply, like they they simply don't believe in democracy unless no. you happen to be voting for them but if you're not voting for them then that's not you know that's which illegal. is which is why the whole liberal contest of ideas the you know we need to find sensible conservatives like they exist is yeah is, is, i mean it's just an outright it, it either they're stupid or they're lying because obviously it's not true yeah i mean you know a spirited debate or whatever kind of thing you know that's that's all <laughs> you need right right please <laughs> Yeah, this is this is this is something uh, I think everybody should read the anti I've said it a million times on this show. But everyone should read the anti-fascist handbook because it is a very good outline of exactly this problem of intolerance and what it leads to and, and why we need to reject that idea that uh, that liberalism loves to promote because fascism is impossible without liberalism. Liberalism's permissiveness enables it. So. Mm. That's uh, just a little fun little thought at the end of our show. Anyway, have a good have week. Have a good week, um, guys. <laughs> enjoy your time. You know, enjoy the summer. Try not to burn up and die if you live in Texas. Yeah. Well, or shit. Really anywhere else, frankly. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Drink some water. I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. 
I'm trying and I'm learning Thank you for your patience There's so many mistakes I have already made But I'm working to be better day by day And I think I'm gonna make it, but for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing